On today's Car Sports Talk, we visit the latest NBA news, discuss the NFL recent coaching hires, get the wagon rolling with a little college basketball, and we as a podcast give our gambling expert picks. Let's go. Welcome, everyone, to the third episode of Car Sports Talk. Today is January 23rd. I am joined again by my partners in crime, Sebo and RJ. Boys, we've had some great stories these past few days, but before we get anything started, guys, how funny was LeBron's Instagram congratulations to himself today? <laughs> it, was, it was a great, he's appreciating greatness, I guess. He loves himself. Yeah, I thought that that was one of the, like the funniest things of all time, and only LeBron can do that. And like, he will get roasted on, but he'll still get away with it. Everyone will still forget about it because he doesn't care. He's making millions. I mean, to be honest, I think Kevin Durant would probably do that with his social media things these days. That's, that's true. I'm guessing Kevin Durant is probably on one of his burner accounts now, tweeting at LeBron saying Kevin Durant will be there soon. Uh, or his third Twitter account yeah, is then up his second He can't Twitter. be on it right now if he's beating the Knicks. This is true. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I, can't, I didn't even want to watch the Knicks tonight. I mean, obviously, Porzingis wasn't playing. We're not playing with Kyle O'Quinn. No, the line tonight was like 14 points. That's, that's being generous. Yeah, I'd take the Warriors. All right, guys, so let's get the ball rolling here. Um, big news in the NBA yesterday. Jason Kidd was fired from the Milwaukee Bucks. And right before he was supposed to get fired, he was talking with Giannis Antetokounmpo, who was telling Jason Kidd he's going to do everything he can to save his job, such as calling the owner and calling his agents. But in the end, you know, he couldn't, he couldn't escape the firing tree. So what do you guys think about this? I thought it was pretty interesting. Jason Kidd started out with the Nets. First year, they made it into the playoffs, but they had a really talented team. They had Joe Johnson, Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett. And then a year after, the Bucks traded for his coaching rights in exchange for two second-round picks because there was some disagreements that Kidd had with former GM of the Nets, Billy King, because Kidd wanted more personnel control. So... The first year the Bucks went, they improved by 15 games, went 41-41, the sixth seed in the East. Then in 2015, they went 33-49, and 49, big disappointment. 2016, back to 42-40, and 2-1 lead in the first round, lose to the Raptors in six games. This year, 23-22, fall the eighth seed. And they have a lot of talent on the team, so I think a lot of this was on him. And I think they want... He wasn't – I don't think he was the big problem, but I don't think he was the solution. I I overheard on – I think it was Sports Center the other day. They could – they were comparing it to the Mark Jackson firing for the Warriors. A lot of talent on the team, just the coach is not getting the most out of the players. Yeah, I would say that's probably a, um, a good comparison between the two. It's just that, like, when your star player, like, John Antetokounmpo – when he's telling you, like, he's saying everything he can to do to try to save his coach. Like, you got to think, like, is there going to be some sort of rift between Giannis and the front office now? I think it depends on what coach they get to replace him. Well, well, I mean, does he have enough leverage to, you know, have a say in a coaching hire? Absolutely. Uh, he's a top five player in the league. Absolutely. Yeah, he definitely yeah. does. He's going to 
He is going to be. The Bucks got to oh, give go it ahead. to him. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, the Bucks got to be able to, like, he's going into his free agency soon. Like, he's got, if they're going to keep him, they got to make him, like, the core of that team, and, which includes front office decisions almost as well. Like, you can't hire a coach who he's going to be iffy about. Well, the thing is, with them, they have they're going to be the most attractive job this offseason because of him. So that would definitely be a big part. I think he's going to have say in it. That that's what the league's transition to. Players have a lot of say in the in the personnel moves in the front office. I heard um, Rick Pitino's uh, at least he won't have to worry about sneaking money under the table with this job. Yeah, yeah, maybe he'll actually. Uh... Have some have some uh, success keeping his personal affairs out of it this time. But uh, yeah, so this that was definitely one of the big stories that came out yesterday. Um, and you know the Bucks are a very good young talented team. They're in the eighth spot right now. You know, do you guys think? But you know, are they just gonna roll with their interim coach the whole rest of the year? I think you have to mid season yeah, keep consistency. At least the interim coach knows what system they're running. Yeah, I don't think you're going to find your replacement in the middle of the season. They're going to completely turn the table. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, I would have to agree as well. Um, we don't normally see that with midseason coaching hires as well. So, um, guys, let's move on to another story here. Uh, a coach we don't normally talk about because normally his success is through the roof. But Greg Popovich and the Spurs right now, Apparently, there's a little internal rift going on between them and superstar Kawhi Leonard. What have you guys heard about that? I heard it's due to um, the way that they're treating his injury. It's all with the medical team, and there's been several reports that he actually wants out of the Spurs, which is crazy. As that's fake uh, news. Yeah, that's I fake believe news. Fake news. That's just people trying to create stories about nothing. It's the Spurs. The Spurs are like the Patriots. They are unfazed. They don't flinch. They'll be fine. I think this is just a midseason story. And just and this also goes to show how great Greg Popovich's system is and how great LaMarcus Aldridge has been throughout his career. Well, just a testament to him because they're in the fourth seed right now in the West, which is the clear superior conference. Yeah. So they're obviously still doing something right. There's also the, the reports that LaMarcus was one of the first players to request a trade over the summer. Oh, yeah. So, right. what is the deal with all these superstars and all these reports? You know what I'm saying? Well, the I'm thing with um, Aldridge was I heard he wanted to be a more focal point on the team, and he wanted to be, like, the main guy on the team. But the thing I've been hearing with Kawhi is there was reports that he was unhappy with some of the Spurs' ability to bring in elite talent. But if you look at what they've done, they signed Aldridge two years ago. They signed They signed Gasol. They draft well every single year. I don't but they understand never, how that, that report could be true whatsoever. They just never get the chance to actually draft a top talent because they are always in the below the 25 range in the, in the draft. So they're always just drafting good key role players. But I see where Kawhi could be coming from there with the them not really attracting superstars. I mean, to, they still roll with Tony Parker and Manny Ginobili, who were stars – couple years I mean when we were much younger that these are still guys they're rolling with what super what, who have been some of their big signings they have Pau Gasol who's on the back end of his career yeah how old is he now 38 I mean LaMarcus Aldridge was possibly the biggest signing of the free agency 
I mean, Rudy Gay is hurt right now as well. He was definitely going to be a big part for their team and be a guy who would definitely pick up the load with Kawhi out the first few months. And I don't know if they I, – I understand they have Tony Parker starting, but they also have DeJounte Murray as the backup. And I don't – I think they want him to be the starter as yeah. soon as Parker retires. Yeah. So I don't I think, expect them to make a move on that area either. I'm pretty sure – Murray is actually starting now. Parker's coming off the bench. Yeah, I think just recently, like, they, Tony Parker made a statement the other day that, like, it, you know, he, he realized it was time and, like, they moved him to the bench. So I think Deontay is starting now. Good. Yeah, and they also roll with, like, guys like Brian Forbes. Kyle Anderson is still improving year to year. Um, Bertrands is a good stretch for. The Spurs are still plug and play. They all have. Yeah, for the most part, I, I'm not taking much stock into that, those rumors. Yeah, I think those are going to go up in the fake news awards when the Spurs are probably going to play in the Western Conference Finals. <laughs> so, guys, um, here's another thing. I had mentioned it um, a couple of days ago about Damian Lillard and how if he wasn't selected, selected to an all-star game, you guys start thinking what's his? how much longer can he stay fully committed to the Trailblazers? And he actually met with owner Paul Allen recently to discuss the future of the team. Uh, yeah, true. A- after that meeting, I'm pretty sure I, I got an update that the Blazers were were por- reportedly interested in DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, I mean, and that would be pretty good, a pretty lethal team right there. Um, so, are they going to side up DeAndre and Nurkic together? Possibly. But I'm, I feel like Damian Lillard went into that meeting and was like, yo, I need help. Get me another star who's on the trade block. That's what I'm saying. Like, he's a He's a player who's like, He's playing at a high level. He's scoring well. He may not – he's probably not in his prime yet. He can definitely keep going. Like, you got to build around him, like, as fast as you can. You have the, probably the, – definitely a top five um, backcourt with him and C.J. McCollum. Absolutely. And you'd think probably someone that they would be looking to trade if they were dealing with the Clippers. Probably a bunch of names around uh, – I can see him parting ways of Myers Leonard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know what their commitment is to Noah Noah Vonley and um, Ed Davis. They can maybe try to move one of those two as well. Evan Turner or Mo Harkless. Well, you just wonder what they could get for these players. I mean, Noah Vonley has some upside, but he really hasn't shown anything throughout his, I believe this is his fourth year in the league. And yeah. Ed Davis yeah. is a good role player, but I don't, I don't know how much you're going to get if you're going to try to get a guy like DeAndre Jordan. And uh, also, congratulations to Damian Lillard because he actually did make his first All-Star game as a reserve. So congratulations to him. Yep. He got inducted today. Well-deserved. A lot of other people were made their first ones today. Uh, but we'll get into it. We'll get into that in a little bit. Um, so that's the Blazers there. You know, we'll definitely – that's definitely a team to watch as we go around to the trade deadline. Um, DeAndre Jordan is definitely going to be a prize name to keep an eye on. Uh, another couple of names to keep an eye on. Um, so we discussed Kemba the other day. We saw Michael Jordan come out and publicly say, like, they're not trying to trade him, whatever. I don't know how much I completely believe that. But here's two more names that I want to throw in the trade rumor mix. It may seem like a pretty dark horse take right now. But, you know, the Wizards are not playing well. They play down to competition or up. No matter who they're playing, they still lose close games. Uh, do you think it's getting time to see maybe a team will make a crazy move for like John Wall or Bradley Beal? I think Beal would be most likely uh, between the two. I don't think they're trading John Wall. 
Oh uh, yeah, I think John. I believe if someone's getting traded, it's gonna be Beal. I think Beal would be the guy to go as well. Um, but here's the thing: if they trade Beal, how much longer will Wall want to stay? They have him in the con. They he just they just locked him up to a max extension. But I mean, obviously he might want out. But maybe it's a good thing. He has to see the offseason moves they make because clearly they're not clicking as a team. It's not working out for them. So maybe the best thing to do might be to change it. And the thing is, you look at them, they're they're the fifth seed in the East. But with the amount of talent they have, they should be doing a, they should be doing a lot better. Yeah, Otto Porter is definitely one of the better two-way threes in the league. Kelly Oubre is a pretty good rising wing player as well. Um, Marcin Gortat, he still plays, you know, pretty efficient for them. But I think that the Wizards are going to be another team that are going to possibly be in the mix for maybe a guy like DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, they definitely need some help in the front court. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. So let's move on here. Um, the NBA All-Star rosters were released today. So all the players that will be in the draft pool are released. Um, in our last podcast, uh, we made Sebo LeBron, and we made RJ Steph. And so Sebo drafted from the starting pool Giannis Antetokounmpo, James Harden, DeMarcus Cousins, DeMar DeRozan. RJ went with Kevin Durant, Joel Embiid, Kyrie, and Anthony Davis. So here, so here are the all-star reserves for the Western Conference. We have Damian Lillard, Klay Thompson, Jimmy Butler, Russell Westbrook, LaMarcus Aldridge, Draymond Green, Carl Anthony Towns. Um, one thing I take away from there, guys, is when we spoke the other day on our last podcast, I asked you guys to choose two out of four between Draymond, um, Aldridge, Carl Anthony Towns, and Paul George. Three of them made it, and Paul George missed out. Thank God none of us selected Paul George. And also, I'd like to apologize to Marcus Cousins, because after I said you could possibly look at a guy like Towns starting the game, this man goes off for 44 24 rebounds, 10 assists, and 4 steals. So, I'd like to apologize. I think he heard me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, definitely, um, you know, DeMarcus definitely came out and really balled the other day. He's just – he's evolving as a player. I mean, even with the, being with the Pelicans, you can just see how much more freely he's able to operate there. And I think him and Anthony Davis are really starting to become a pretty good tandem together. Well, you, just, start, you started to see it uh, at the end of his tenure with the Kings. They started using him – they started running the offense through him more as a passer, and it's translated to the Pelicans pretty nicely. All they need is a couple wing players, and they're scary. Yeah, um, they can definitely be a team looking to make some move for wing players in the um, trade deadline as well. I saw the Knicks are trying to get rid of Courtney Lee. You know, maybe they're looking for a 3-and-D guy. Small-time move for him. Uh, so let's move on to the East now. Um, so we have Kyle Lowry. Bradley Beal, John Wall, Victor Oladipo making his first one. I like to see Kevin, that. Like, love to see that too. Kevin Love, Kristaps Porzingis bringing in his first ever as a Nick. We're very excited about that. Al and Al Horford. I think clearly the name we look at here is Kevin Love over Ben Simmons. That's that's at least what I see. Yeah, uh, Kevin Love like his, like the Cavaliers is not playing well right now. It's no hard. Team. And Ben Simmons is averaging close to a triple-double. How is this guy, like, how is love over him? Honestly, I'd even take a guy like Drummond 
over Kevin Love. Yeah, another guy who got snubbed this year as well. I mean, that's the thing with the All-Star game. Like I said last week, it's just guys who have made it will continue to make it because of their, I guess, credit and the respect. And their name. Their name. Yeah, their name. So. It's a brand. It's tough. It's it's tough. I don't think Kevin, Kevin Love is very deserving of this honor, but you can't argue it. There's nothing we can do about it. Speaking of Kevin Love, did you hear about the Cavs approaching him in a team meeting saying you gave up on us? Did you hear? You know who? Did you know hear who the one was pointing the fingers? It was Isaiah Thomas. Really? Isaiah was apparently the one pointing fingers at him. He's been on the team that long. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He, he has a lot of say in how they run things. Wow. So yeah, uh, I you know, was it just IT or is there anyone else? Uh, it probably was other people, but according to some reports, um, IT was the name to was one was the name who brought it up. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So guys, um, we have your teams from last week, um, from a few days ago. Uh, do you guys want to continue the rest of this draft? See how we go. Sure. Let me yeah. let me build on my winning team. All right, so we ended off with Steph Curry, a.k.a. RJ. Um, so right now, Curry, Harden, Durant, Davis, Cousins are off the board. Kyrie, DeMar, LeBron, Antetokounmpo, Embiid. So, Sebo, with your next pick, who do you take? Jimmy Butler. You take Jimmy Butler, okay. And what about you, RJ? I'll take Carl Anthony. You like Cat? All right. Let's you know I took RJ with our in our last podcast as a team with the better starting five I thought, uh, but let's see you now Sebo make your run back. Who do you got? Draymond Green, the, the trash talk RJ. I'm firing yeah. back. Gotta go with some trash talk and so hopefully someone I can bring maybe a little defensive um, intensity to the game. You're up. You know RJ. I gotta go with my man Clay. One of the better. On-ball defenders in the league and one of the best shooters in the league. Arguably all time. Arguably. All right, Sebo, you're up. Um, I'm going to go with the first-time All-Star, old Debo. I think he is going to have a good game. Well, I think he, he really is just playing awesome this year. And maybe it kind of shows you a little bit that maybe Russ, it, maybe Russ really isn't possibly an issue in OKC. Being a leading reason why um, Durant left. Sabonis and Old Depot are having great years. So a lot of people leave the Thunder actually end up doing better. Yep. All right. So, RJ, let's go with you now. I'm going to give Lillard a chance. You're going to give Lillard a chance? All right. You know, maybe in one of his, maybe in, this is actually his second All Star game. He made it, he played in New Orleans a couple years back, but, you know, he's definitely a guy year year in, year out. Like, snubbed. Probably on risk. Of getting in, but I like the little pick. What do you got, Sebo? I'm gonna take. I'm. I know he's not gonna want to play with that cupcake on RJ's team, so I'm gonna take Russell Westbrook. Westbrook. <laughs> right. You know they they had a uh, their friendship alley oop last week, um, last year during the All Star game as well. So fake news. I don't. I still don't think <laughs> they don't like each other, especially since Durant, one of his many Twitter accounts. Was uh you know leaked uh his real feelings, aka Kevin you know Durant. Did you see Durant's comments 
to, about Clint Capella after Capella said that <laughs> the Rockets are a better team than the Warriors. <laughs> yeah. I know. He, the, the Warriors aren't used to uh, a team in the West right now really showing, especially the Rockets, showing this much fight. Normally they've had a lot of ease with the Rockets. It's making KD sick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, RJ, you're Yo, up. I'm going to have to stick with my shooters, and I'm going to take your boy Chris Stapps. Yeah, go with Chris Stapps. I like it. So is, is it only Wall and Lowry left? Uh, Wall, oh, Lowry. Right, I missed a, missed a couple. Um, Who else is left Russell in the West? Westbrook. So in the West, we still have Russell Westbrook and LaMarcus Aldridge. I, I took Westbrook. I'm sorry, yeah. So we have Aldridge there. And then in the East, we have Beal. We have Kevin Love and Al Horford. Okay. And Lowry. I'm sorry. And Lowry. Um... <laughs> I'm going to go with Beal, Bradley Beal. Adding the shooter. All right. You say John Wall's still there? John Wall is still there. Let me there. get him. You see J.J. Barea? <laughs> the the midget? That was disrespectful. The, the I'd be no tight. <laughs> I'd be tight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not the tallest guy. That, that would definitely hurt my feelings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Debo, Debo, you're up now. Um, Give me L.A. I'm going to go Aldridge. L.A.? All right. So, R.J., I believe this leaves you with only Horford. Yeah, I guess I'll take him. Right, wait, wait. Although, I, I'm sorry, Lowry's still available. You know what? And K-Love, right? And K-Love. Those are the final two. I'm sorry. So, Steve-O, this is your last pick. Um. Do I want Kevin Love on my team if I'm LeBron? You can trade him for me. <laughs> you know, I'll take Kevin Love. Why not? want to build up. I want to keep the relationship. I'll take Lowry. <laughs> All right. It looks like I am left in the pool still. So, there goes. Well, yeah, you're, not, you're, you're not getting drafted <laughs> by anyone. You're going to stay there with your Joe Kim Noah jump shot. Yeah. Keep <laughs> playing your intramural basketball. <laughs> Warren Ford champs, by the way, if you guys don't know. <laughs> so here we go. Um, with our with the rest of our pool being drafted, Sebo went Jimmy Butler, Draymond Green, Victor Oladipo, Russell Westbrook, Bradley Beal, Lamarcus Aldridge, and Kevin Love. RJ has Clay, Lillard, Kristaps, Wall, Horford, Lowry, and Cat, and Big Cat. Yes, I'm sorry. You know what? I'm I'm still. Gonna stick with RJ here. I <laughs> the disrespect. Listen, <laughs> dude. Wall and Lillard running a backcourt with like Kristaps and Horford. I mean, just considering if that was a team right there, like that's pretty. That's pretty cool. That would be. A, I think. You, I think he's got you beat, Sebo. Listen, my team would show it on the court. That's the game's not gonna. I hope. I really hope that. These are exact draft picks that happen, just so I could be proven right after LeBron scored. LeBron and Russell Westbrook win MVP. Like, almost every – come on. Yeah. Although Kyrie got it a couple years ago. Did? But, oh, yeah, Kyrie. Yeah, he got it one year. Yeah, but did we he, got the snake. What's up? Did he get it last year, or was that the year that Russell Westbrook had the triple-double in the game? <laughs> I don't really remember who uh, – I think Russ definitely tried going for the triple-double last year. Definitely. I mean, probably definitely did it. All right, guys, let's move on here. Um, great job with the NBA talk. Let's move on to the NFL here. 
the coaching vacancies are basically taken care of right now in the NFL. Pat Shermer, who was the Vikings tight ends coach for a year, and then the OC, has taken the job with the Giants. And Steve Wilkes, who has been a longtime defensive coordinator in Carolina, took the job with the Arizona Cardinals. What do you guys uh, see, but what do you think of uh, Shermer to the Giants? The Giants offseason has been conservative, I'd say. I think the the hiring of the G- GM, G- gentlemen, just was – I feel like that made the Giants a less attractive place for a coach to go to. And I, when you look at the other candidates, Patricia, McDaniels, I think that, I think they they settled. I I honestly think Shermer was a great hire, considering what he did with Case Keenum this year, making him actually look like a legitimate starting quarterback. This who was an undrafted backup a year ago, and he's also going into a situation where. He has rising stars in OBJ and Evan Ingram as well. But their offensive line is still a work in progress. I honestly see them trading back possibly to get more picks and then sticking with Eli this year, getting, see, that's a- getting an offensive lineman, and again their quarterback next year. That, that would be interesting. But I feel like if you stick with Eli this year, he's like, you have him for two more years, why would you move on from him the year after? You know what I mean? That would be more disrespectful than, I think, drafting a new guy when you have the second pick. How many times are you going to pick second in a draft that supposedly there's five good QBs? I don't really think that's going to happen a lot. Well, maybe maybe they could trade back and still get who they want. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, that's another I, thing that I, I want to touch on. The senior bowl started, and I don't want to get too much into what actually happened. It was just the first day of drills. But when we were talking about Josh Allen getting taken with the first pick, he was missing throws against air. <laughs> and yet I, I just don't sounds, see how it's possible for him to go in one. Sounds like Goldblatt's boy Hackenberg. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> missing throws against air. And they said Baker throwing awesome. dimes down the seam on the full awesome. route dimes. I was reading, you know, they say he has a similar like build to like a Drew Brees. I, they said. And you know what they said? You know what I've read recently? Sean Payton is completely in on the Baker Mayfield train. So that would be interesting because Breeze is a free agent this year. I think he's back. Don't get me wrong. I don't think he's going anywhere. Oh, he's 100% but he is, back. Yeah, 100% back. But they think they drafted Garrett Grace in the third round two years ago. He didn't pan out. They've been looking to, move, they've been looking to get a young successor for Breeze for a while. So that, that would definitely be interesting. Yeah, they failed with Garrett Grayson. That guy never really panned Jason out. Jason Hill, <laughs> your your quarterback uh, in uh, the online franchise. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so here's something I've been thinking of the past few days. You know, it, it's a, such a there's a lot of talented QBs going into this draft, but and we look at the Giants, what what they want to do. I've been starting to think lately. Like, I just think they're going to go Saquon Barkley. I think Saquon Barkley is better than Zeke, better than Gurley. And better than Fournette were. Well, if you and think, think, if you think I about think it, will be better than NFL as well. This guy is a generational running back, like the rest of them, but off the walls, talented. Imagine having Saquon, OBJ, and Evan Ingram, who had a solid year, all and on offense. Can, and they can go with some offensive line with the next few picks in the draft. 
their defense, I think, is going to take another step forward because I think Jack Del Rio, who they hired from Oakland after he was fired from the head coach, he's had success being a defensive coordinator before. They officially hired him? I'm pretty sure he's linked with Sherman. I don't know if it's been official yet. They, I know, I, official. The thing with the Giants is they need to shore up their pass rush. I don't. I know they had a lot of problems in the secondary, but they just they didn't pressure the quarterback when you're paying these guys as much as they are. Yeah, because they're paying what two finger. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is he's been better than Vernon. Crazy. I also wanted to talk about if, when we get a chance the Titans hire. Yeah, RJ, I wanted to bring that up. Um, the AFC, AFC South right now, we have Josh McDaniels with the Colts. We have Mike Vrabel with the Titans right now. And we also have Bill O'Brien with the Texans, which is three guys who were all under the Patriots. It's an attractive, it's an attractive system. It's like well, it's like the defensive coordinator for the Seahawks, defensive coordinator for for the Panthers. They just get jobs immediately after because it's just they're part of a system. I they're just taught well. Doug Marone also coached with Bill Belichick at some. Yeah, point. he was endorsed by Bill Belichick to get the Jaguars' job. Yes. I honestly think the AFC South might be one of the best divisions this year. I might be biased as a Titans fan, but... No, I think you're 100% correct. I, you know, I, the Jack defense isn't going anywhere. I the think, Texans went on Watson, and they'll be getting J.J. Watt back. I mean, with, even without Watt, when they had Watson, they looked like it ought to be like a top-five team. And Mike Vrabel and Romeo Cornell ran a very good defense there. So you think they're going to stay there. You know, Jadavion Clowney is awesome. That man is a beast. I honestly am excited for the variable hire in uh, Tennessee. So, but your Titans got to look offensive now. I mean, they can hire Vrabel and they improve the defense, but they still got to look on the offensive side. Who's going to help Mariota take that next step? Uh, one, of, one of their main car- candidates, Ryan Day, the co-offensive coordinator and QB's coach for Ohio State, is actually staying in Columbus. So, I yeah, heard, that's huge for them. I heard they were linked to um, – Stafford's quarterback coach just got uh, fired. They were linked to him. You know who? Yeah. I, you know who I also think they'll they'll be linked to is Joe DiFilippo, the Philadelphia. Yeah, the, the quarterback coach for Philadelphia. Yeah. They were linked to him. Job. Too, yeah. Part I heard that he may be linked, however, with Steve Wilkes to Arizona. But I mean, do you see um, maybe another guy, John Morton, just fired from the Jets? Maybe you know he has some success with the Jets' offense um, in their limited pieces. You know, he apparently he had philosophical differences with um, Todd Bowles. Maybe going to Tennessee, he can find some success there. Yep. And I mean, and you see what Morton was able to do with um, Austin Safarian Jenkins this year, tight end for the Jets. Um, a talented guy coming out of the draft, but just had issues off the field. He came in and had a very productive year. I mean, they can try to keep Delaney going for a little bit. Yeah. And also, spe- speaking of the coaching staff, they're also linked to the the ex-Cardinals defensive coordinator who worked with Arians. And they ranked sixth, second, and fifth in the last five – in the last three seasons, respectively, in total defense. Yeah. So maybe that they're going the defensive route because they see that their division contains Watson, Andrew Luck, 
maybe similar to like a Jags. Maybe they're going like defense first. I think the best thing for them to do, I think I think their defense was a strong part of their team for most of the year. I think the best thing for them to do would just you got to fix Mariota. I know he had a, quarterbacks have down years; it happens, but he was like. Yeah. He had four inter- yeah. interceptions. Thirteen touchdowns, fifteen interceptions, and he just—he looked uncomfortable in the in the pocket. He just didn't look yeah, good. The cord, the coordinator was. And he has one of the best left tackles in the <laughs> right line. tackle too. They have a great line. Yeah, they have Conklin, a great yeah. line. Conklin had an off year, but you got you came off an All Pro year, so you definitely would like to see Mariota take that next step forward. What do you guys think about the Cardinals hires of Wilkes? I mean, I like the hire. I think it's a great hire. He did a great job. He's been an assistant coach for some time in Carolina. But I think for him, that is easily the toughest job and the least attractive job that was available. Yeah, they, they don't have a quarterback. They don't have a starting quarterback. Larry Fitzgerald's on the verge of retirement. All they, uh, you look, they have a bad offensive line. You look at their offensive pieces, it's kind of David Johnson. But... When you also look that, at a guy like Patrick Peterson, immediately tweeted out, I'd love to hire. And he's pro- probably the best player on your team as of now. So, at least people support him. They, they still have uh, Tyron um, Matthew. Matthew. Yeah, yeah. Chandler Jones. They have, this def- really they have defensive talent, absolutely. So, maybe <laughs> that was their thought. They wanted to stay on defense, but they have a lot of holes on that team. And, yeah, not, they- and no quarterback. Yeah, defensively they're very talented. You know, Patrick Peterson probably has another, I'd say three to four years of of some top ten corner play before eventually like the nature of the comes up and catches up to you and start aging. Um, Chandler Jones was awesome. They have I like Hassan Reddick, their first round pick this year. I think he's gonna be a very good linebacker for them and edge rusher. So yeah, they have a lot of pieces there, but on offense, you know, they definitely gotta look QB. Um, another position they got to look at is definitely, I think, tight end. They can't keep rolling with Jermaine Gresham as their tight end. Well, they they found um, the guy from Texas A&M, Ricky Seals-Jones. He was a former wide receiver in A&M. Yeah, but they converted him to tight end. Yeah, he, he did pretty well at the end of the year. Is he, gonna be, is he supposed to be a guy that could be good, though, or is he just a fluke? I'm, he, pro- he produced. He has the sides. He could separate. I mean... It was it was limited playing time, but you've seen him in practice all the time. He started to get more playing time as the year progressed, so they started to see something in him, obviously. But do you look at it? They drafted John Brown. He's had his problems. He's never healthy. Besides that, they used to be an exciting team at wide receiver. They really aren't anymore. Well, they've really fallen off since losing, getting demolished. Should I say? Should I say to the Panthers in the um, NFC Conference Championship? A couple yeah. Years. Haven't been the same since. So, guys, um, one one last thing regards to the NFL. Um, I was thinking about a bit about it the past few days, and I just definitely think the Eagles are going to start off the first half really hot, and then as the third quarter comes on, it's just going to flow towards the Patriots. I, I don't even know if it will be like a one-score game by the end of it. I really hope it is. I really hope the Eagles win, but I don't know, man. I mean, you have to give credit. I've to- gone back and forth lately, but – I think the Eagles will definitely start off hot, and the Patriots will just adjust. Like you have to do. you have to give credit to Doug Peterson, what he's done all year, the amount of injuries they had, the way he catered his system, coach his of the offense, year. 
to uh, Nick Foles. So he's he he's been a you look at the Vikings game, they were completely outcoached. Completely outcoached. The Eagles completely outcoached them. So they you have to give hats off to him. You can't just completely eliminate them because of course the Pats are the best team with second half adjustments. But I go ahead. No, I'm good. I I honestly think that the Eagles are going to look at the Jags game and see what the Jags did because they, they also have a top defense. The Jaguars lost Probably the number game. two defense, the Eagles. Yeah. The, the Jaguars lost that game at the end of the half when they had 55 seconds and two timeouts and they play, and, the, and they need the ball. They they played that game too conservatively. That's why they lost. If the, Look at what the Eagles did against the Vikings. They stomped on their throat. They they played aggressively until the end. So they literally exactly. Killed and you look at what the Jaguars did. They were they went into a shell once they had a ten point lead. It was completely so different. Scared. Yeah, I uh, completely agree. All right, guys, let's move on a bit here. Um, so as the football season is starting to come to an end, there's only less than two weeks left. This is really the time of year when college basketball really starts to pick up a bit. Um, it's getting towards the middle of um, conf- conference play or just the very beginning of it. There was a great game tonight. Um, Oklahoma won 85-80 to 80 over Kansas after losing two games in a row to Kansas State and Oklahoma State. Uh, Trey Young, he, he didn't shoot one three-pointer in the first half. And then in the second half, he like at every game, he came, he got hot. If you look what he did, he uh, went to the free throw line 12 times. He attacked the rim, 7-9 shooting. He was efficient. He, t- he took the right shots, mm-hmm. and he wasn't settling for deep-range shots, which was huge in their win. Yeah, and that's the thing. Kansas, like, I think Kansas is good this year as well. I mean, I think they definitely look like a team that can um, really just go to distance in the tournament. They had a couple players returning from last year, so that's unusual for a Kansas-like team. They also have this Russian guy, or I, I can't even try to pronounce his name because I'll say it wrong. <laughs> uh, number 11 on their team. Yeah, he, him and uh, Malik Lights Newman. out. Both returned from yeah. last year. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, a couple of the top teams right now, you know, Villanova definitely looks very strong. Um what what are some other teams that you guys have noticed right now? I mean, Duke, yeah. Virginia's nineteen. Purdue is really strong this year. Purdue's got a good big man. Haas, they had him last yeah, year. Yeah, he's like seven two or something. He's huge. Yeah, that that will get you that will get you a long way in in the college basketball when you have a dominant player down low. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just think the same thing though. Like every year, like going when in time. Um, Virginia is just another team who I can just probably see losing in the second round of Sweet 16 to yeah. probably like an eight seed or something like that, or a lower seed just because they'll won't be scoring. Not score. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Them in them in West Virginia probably. It's just classic. I thought I thought it was pretty notable that the Kentucky team fell out of the top 25 for the first time since 2014. Yeah, they're um they're actually playing um Mississippi State tonight. That's a close game. They, they won, I'm pretty sure. Oh, did they did they um pull out the win? Yeah, I think that game just wrapped up. Yeah. I, 
Yeah, they won by 13. Oh, so they really pulled away then in the end of the second half. Yeah, they yeah. won seven, 78 to 65. Um, I know they, they have not looked good this you year. You know, it's interesting. Yeah, you bring that up, RJ. When we were talking about Duke last year and how uh, Coach K is just recruiting better. And that you look at the Kentucky starting five, they're all freshmen, but they're just not. It's not what they used to have when they had Carl Anthony Towns, Booker, Anthony Davis. They're just not getting the number one players anymore. Speaking of uh, speaking of Kentucky and Duke, did you see Kyle Perry uh, go after Coach K? I did not. <laughs> he goes, the Duke's recruiting pitches, you're set for life because it's such a good school. And you're still getting the one and done program if you want to pursue the NBA. Meanwhile, Kentucky's recruiting pitch is just the NBA because they're not as good of a school. And Cal Perry's saying like, I don't. He's just saying that fake news. He's, he's saying fake, fake news. Is he saying that he's at a disadvantage? Yeah. I mean, there's not. That's the thing. There's not going to be any team offering what Duke can because even even with the better education and the NBA, they're also more likely to win a national championship than Kentucky is just because they have a better coach. Yeah, part of this I think also is I mean Kentucky is always year to year freshman dominated teams. I just think this year for them, you know, they had a year like this, like maybe five, six years ago. Their freshman class that came in, this really wasn't as strong as their past classes. So this can be just a one-year thing. You know, maybe they won't go too far. Maybe they get hot towards the end, like Kentucky did a couple years back when they had like the Harrison twins. Um, but that's just the thing, you know. I Calipari, Cal I just don't think is as. I think Calipari is a fantastic recruiter in the way that Jim Harbaugh is for football. But I, th- I just think Coach K is just a better X's and, o guy. X's and O's guy. And this really gets through to his players a little better. I mean, we always just seem to see, like, Kentucky in the conference champion in, in all these um, tournament games, they just look undisciplined at times. Well, Coach K is the best college basketball coach of all time. Yeah. So, I mean, you're just not going to beat him out. But Kalapari, especially what he did in Memphis, was he's a good, he's a great coach. I, I, I just, I agree with you. They're just not on the same level, and I don't think they, there's really anybody. I'd say Tom Izzo's in that stratosphere, but Coach K has got yeah, I think three steps above everything. That's the thing. I think Coach K is in his own, and then you got guys below him like Bill Self from Kansas, Tom Izzo, Michigan State, Cal Powery from Kentucky. Um, they have the. The guy from Villanova, he's I think he's a great coach too. Jay Wright, yeah. Jay, I, I couldn't think of his last name, yeah. But yeah, I think Coach K is just definitely one of the things, as he's gotten older, he's definitely started to see a better um, recruiting class for his team. I just want to take one take right now on Zion Williamson. I was thinking about it. I don't think he'll be as good as a, as a guy. I think the best he can get, is maybe a mixture between like a Shabazz Muhammad and Julius Randle. I mean, the guy, he's six six, he's strong, but he's not a great shooter. He's really athletic. I don't, I don't know. know if that's if he learns the NBA level, if he develops some type of jumper, he could play bully ball like LeBron did. Yeah, he's two hundred and seventy pounds. The thing with him is he's also obviously you 
it really won't show in the highlight tapes and the crazy dunks, but he's a good passer and a good dribbler. Yeah. Well, so he, he's versatile. Well, looking um, – now that we're talking about NBA, um, let's, I kind of just want to look at the draft class for this year's college basketball. Um, it's really turned out to be another stud class, I think. I mean, you got guys leading like Trey Young from Oklahoma. Aiton from Arizona is a – Man, boy, monster. Yeah. Well, people also forget about Michael uh, Michael Porter Jr. from Missouri, who hasn't even played yet. He's he was supposed to be better than everyone. Yeah. (laughs) Um. So it's still undecided on him. He will go back to Missouri for try to get some experience in, or just make the jump right to the NBA. I I heard he was just gonna make the yeah. He's he's. If his medicals check out, he's a top five pick, top six pick. So I don't, I don't see why he would stay. He's not going to win the national championship in Missouri. Yeah, I would agree. Um, you also got a guy um, overseas in Donich, who's like a six nine point guard. Um, he just he looks like he's a really good player as well. He's he's one of the best players overseas at nineteen years old. I he's going to yeah, be I was gonna say. he's going to be. Very good. I would agree. Um, so, yeah, you know, like I said, we're definitely coming to the beginning parts or just, you know, a little towards the end of the beginning, a little towards the middle of conference play in college basketball. Uh, I'm really excited to dive into it the rest of this year. I don't know about you guys. Um, we we'll love to keep an eye out on some guys. Uh, I'm a Michigan State guy, so I still think they can uh, turn things around. They haven't really been playing too consistently lately. Um, so let's move on, guys, to our final subject. Podcast. Uh, we consider ourselves to be gambling experts. Would you say, guys? Or no? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think expert is the operative word there. I would definitely. We gamble. We, we gamble. But <laughs> uh... Uh, so coming with gambling is definitely more losing than winning. So, guys, let's have a little fun here. Um, tomorrow is a big night in basket in the NBA. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games tomorrow. So there's 18 teams playing. 18 teams playing. Tripping over my words. So I'm going to read you guys the matchup and the line. You guys are going to give me who you think, okay? So I'm going to keep a score of all of us, and whoever wins will – whoever loses coming in last place will definitely have a little bit of a uh, hazing to come along with that, I think. Whoever comes in first gets uh, gets the spotlight next episode. <laughs> spotlight yeah, shit. Uh, nice five minutes to talk about whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. or you can, or you can bash whoever you would like as well. Oh yeah, sure. I'm gonna go with RJ as that one. Yeah, I think I think we have the idea. Maybe <laughs> if we if RJ loses Sebo, we can just have a five minute roast. I think. All right, yeah. yeah, I think I might stay off that episode. Yeah, you'll you'll be sick. you'll be listening now. I know. You'll have all right. Let's go guys. We have the Pelicans are going to Charlotte tomorrow. Charlotte is a minus two favorite. Who do you guys got? See about first. Uh the Hornets are five hundred at home and the Pelicans are five hundred away. I'm gonna go with the Pelicans on this one. So you're gonna go with the Pelicans, okay. Oh. I um I am going to go with Charlotte. You know, um, the Hornets got Steve Clifford back just about a week ago. So, and 
you know, I think uh, that's definitely a rallying cry for that team. Uh, and like you said, at home, you know, the Pelicans have been on a bit of a road trip right now, so we'll see. RJ, what about you? Give me the Pelicans. Give me the Pelicans? All right. All right, next we got the Jazz are at the Pistons, and the Pistons are minus two. I am going to go with Detroit there. I'm taking Detroit also. Jazz are horrible. I'll take the Jazz. Jazz are horrible on the road. I'll take Detroit. I'll take the Jazz. And that just looks like a team, like, a game, like, between the Jazz and the Pistons. Two teams that are just really, like, will definitely play up or down to the competition. And when they're playing each other, just two grinding teams like that. It could definitely probably just be some ugly basketball, some terrible shooting percentages. Um, so this next one, we have the Suns are in Indianapolis at the Pacers. Pacers are a minus seven and a half favorite. RJ, let's start with you. Who'd you say they were playing? The Suns are going to the Pacers, and the Pacers are minus seven and a half. Any injuries? Uh, not that I know of, no. Give me the Pacers. Give you the Pacers? All right. I'm going to go uh, – you know what? I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to go with Phoenix. Seven and a half. I don't think they'll win, but I think they can make it at least a four or five-point game. What about you, Sebo? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, – I'm going to stick with the Pacers. All right. Next, we have the Bulls are at the Sixers, and the Sixers are a minus five favorite. Sebo, let's start with you. Oh, I haven't taken an underdog yet, so I'm going to stick with the Sixers. <laughs> stick with the Sixers. If Embiid, if Embiid's not playing, Bulls, <laughs> okay? Yeah. I am going to go... I'm going to go Chicago here. Chicago's played really well since they've um, since Miracle won, has come back. back. Uh, they have Zach Levine back now. I think they have a really good potential young core with Chris Dunn, who is definitely, I think, up for most improved player so far this year. He's averaging 14 points a game, like five assists, five rebounds. And Laurie Marketing is just a blossoming star. So I'm going to go Chicago. Give me Chicago, too. I'm going to go Chicago? All right. It's all, it's all nice there until someone punches somebody in the face. It's it's always it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Boys. <laughs> All right, we have Toronto going to Atlanta, where Toronto is a six-point favorite. Sebo, you'll start with you. I'm gonna go with Atlanta on this one. You go Atlanta. I too will go with Atlanta, but I don't. That's one of my least confident ones. Yeah. <laughs> Give me the six. You want the, you want the six? <laughs> All right. RJ, 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 have you had your um, emotional Drake hour yet today? No, not yet. That's after the episode. That, yeah, that's after this. Yeah, okay. you only love your bed and your mama, right? Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> wishing, they wishing. Uh, we don't want to hear gold blood. Yeah, yeah no, come on, come on. I'll save you all that. You just lost us a couple of views. Hopefully not. Uh, now, next we have the Rockets going to Dallas as minus five and a half point favorites. I'm going to stick with Houston there. Yep, give me Houston. Uh, Houston. <laughs> Houston all around. All right, um, these last three games, um, maybe it's just because we're looking at the lines for tonight. Uh, maybe tomorrow they can change. But let's stick at it right now. These last three games are all even. We have the Spurs at the Grizzlies. I'm going to go San Antonio. I'm going with the Grizz. 
Can you go Give me the Spurs. You think the Grizz are going to win, Seba? Yeah. No. I think they're going to win at home. All right. Hey, Spurs, I like that. Spurs I haven't like been that. a good away team. Yeah, you're right. Uh, next, we have the Timberwolves at the Trailblazers. Give me the T-Wolves. I'll take the T-Wolves also. You guys going T-Wolves? I am going to go um, with the Trailblazers there. Finally, we have the Celtics at the Clippers tomorrow. I'm going to go... I'm gonna get. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Clippers. Clippers. I like. I like Lou Williams lately. I mean, he's a possible All Star snub. Yeah, you know he hasn't put up the numbers enough throughout the year. I think to um. I think. I mean, uh, that's debatable. He he's put up the numbers and he's been good for a Clippers team that's kind of overperforming. I'd say, but I mean, I if he... you look at who made the game, who are you replacing for Lou Williams? You know what I mean. Lou will drop fifty on my team. Man. Well, I, I still think, um, I still think Paul George <coughs> is definitely more deserving than Lou Williams. But I also think, you know, people said CP three was a snub. He only I played. Understand, C- I understand. I'm saying he's only played a certain amount of games. He's played like twenty um, games. It's just that people, you know, one he's CP three. He's part of the banana boat. Um, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> we love the we love the banana boat here. Uh, but also just the Rockets' success with having CP3. You know, they're probably the top – Probably just, I'm still going to say the second-best team in the league. I'm still not announcing them over the Warriors. Yeah, I, I wouldn't either. I don't think you can. Mm-hmm. So, guys, I got our picks in. We're all labeled in. Uh, I'm, I'm saying, saying that RJ's going to lose. Debatable. See about that. All right, everyone, this was the third ever episode of Car Sports Talk. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes. We'll be back Thursday night. Adios.